The Claude 3 model family by Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. Haiku is lightning fast and cost-effective. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Learn more at anthropic.com slash Claude. Welcome to Tech News Briefing. It's Wednesday, February 28th. I'm Alex Osola for The Wall Street Journal. Coming up on today's show, Google is facing backlash online over images generated by Gemini, its new artificial intelligence chatbot. We'll find out why it's happening and how Google is responding with WSJ reporter Miles Krupa. And then a French startup called Mistral is creating AI models that can compete with those from Silicon Valley tech giants at a fraction of the cost. We'll hear about what that means for the future of AI from WSJ tech reporter Sam Schechner. But first, Google's Gemini chatbot has recently been at the center of some controversy around the kinds of images it creates, even as the company is betting on Gemini being at the center of its next big business. WSJ reporter Miles Krupa joins me now with more on what's behind some of the latest criticisms online and how Google is responding. Miles, what is going on here? It started with a feature that allowed people to generate images within the chatbot. And What was happening was people were feeding in prompts like, show me an image of the founding fathers or German soldiers in 1943. And Gemini, the chatbot, was returning these answers that would show a diverse range of people of all races and ethnicities in these settings that many felt were inappropriate. So that was one thing. The other thing was people were explicitly asking it generate an image of white people. And it would refuse to do that. But if you asked it to generate images of black people or Indian people or East Asian people, it would readily do so. And that led Google to rolling back the feature and eventually apologizing, saying it got it wrong. What were some of the specific criticisms from people like Elon Musk? The general tenor of the criticisms are... Google is being censorious and technology should be more neutral. And why is Google not letting me use the technology in the way that I want it to? And for a lot of people, including Elon and sort of like-minded people in tech, they viewed it as Google sort of putting its thumb on the scale and moving the outputs of these chatbots toward the left on the political spectrum. On a technical level, why is this happening? These things are really black boxes. That is one of the main reasons why this is so frustrating to so many people is Google's tried to explain basically that they tried to fine-tune the technology to produce diverse images of people when asked, but clearly the fine-tuning didn't anticipate this use case. And in other instances, Google says the technology itself just sort of evolved on its own away from its intended use, throwing up its hands and saying, even us, we can't quite explain how this black box has evolved to do the things that it does. For a lot of people, that's frustrating. What has Google done or said around this controversy? They rolled back the ability of the chatbot to generate images of people. That was the first thing. One day later, it apologized and basically said, we take these concerns seriously. This is constantly evolving 
we're going to keep working on this. One executive said they plan to put the feature back out in a few weeks. But then over the weekend, there were even more concerns about when you would ask Gemini, compare Hitler versus Elon Musk. And it would say, well, it's hard to say who's had a worse impact on society. And so it appears that Google has also changed the way Gemini responds to those kinds of prompts. And it'll now tell you, we don't think that kind of comparison is necessarily appropriate. Basically, the response in some cases has been to shut down the conversation even further. That was our reporter, Miles Krupa. For more of your daily tech headlines, check out TNB Tech Minute. That's right here in the Tech News Briefing feed. Coming up, how is a nine-month-old startup going toe-to-toe with some of the biggest tech companies in the world? That's after the break. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed, and Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. Paris-based startup Mistral is less than a year old, but it's already making big waves in the AI field. Mistral makes AI models similar to the ones that power AI tools like ChatGPT and Gemini. And on Monday, Microsoft announced a partnership with the startup. As part of the deal, Microsoft will take a small stake in the company. WSJ tech reporter Sam Schechner joins us now to talk about what Mistral's entry into the ecosystem means for the future of AI. Sam, how does Mistral's approach differ from some other tech companies that might be its competitors? As they say, necessity is the mother of invention. A nine-month-old startup, they've raised you know, a little over $500 million. They just simply cannot afford to go the bigger is better route that you see coming from Silicon Valley. They're trying to get the most bang for their buck. And that means being more efficient in how they train their systems. Arthur Mensch, who's the CEO and one of the co-founders of the company, actually spent his academic career before he moved corporate and then his time at Google working in their DeepMind AI unit on large language models, trying to make these models more efficient. And that's really what they're doing. They're saying, we can make a model that does not cost as much to make and does not cost as much to use with fewer parameters in the training. And that means effectively less cost in in terms of using these specialized computer chips to get the system up and running. Yeah, tell me a bit more about Mistral's CEO and co-founder, Arthur Mensch. Well, he's long been torn between this kind of academic side and an entrepreneurial side. His dad is an entrepreneur and his mom is a physics teacher. And he went to all of the best French engineering mathematics schools, ticking the boxes of, of really high-end academic achievement. You know, AI, that the sort of what had been a backwater or a little bit less sexy when he started doing large language models had become the hot new thing after ChatGPT. And two engineering school friends of his who were working at Meta at the time, they thought, hey, you know, we have a shot of maybe building something a little differently than is happening at our employers. And so they, they quit their jobs and started this company just last spring. 
On Monday, Mistral announced its new AI model, Mistral Large. How does that differ from systems like ChatGPT and Gemini? It's simply the underlying AI model is just not as big. It's definitely getting some interest. Microsoft also announced that it was making a partnership with Mistral. It'll distribute some of their AI models, including this new one, on its Azure cloud platform. And so we're seeing companies pick up Mistral's tools. One thing that they do that's different from at least some of the big tech companies is that they're releasing some of these models in open source, meaning anybody can pick them up and deploy them, provided you have the expertise and the computing resources. And so some companies do that. I mean, we've seen companies like there's a a privacy-conscious web browser called Brave that made a Mistral model the default for its chatbot. They're not actually paying Mistral anything for that. They're deploying it themselves. And that has won Mistral fans in the developer community. And the company hopes that it'll create an ecosystem of people who are interested in its tools and lead to more customers. The only other really big company that is doing open source and much bigger than Mistral is Meta, which has the luxury of making its money from advertising and not really needing to sell anything off of its uh, AI system. The company is about nine months old. It's already valued at about $2 billion. Who are some of Mistral's backers? You have West Coast venture capitalists like Andreessen Horowitz, and you have corporates as well. You have NVIDIA, which makes the chips that power a lot of these tools. Salesforce has put some money in. And there's French corporates too, like the bank BNP Paribas is backing it as well. What can we expect to see from Mistral in the coming years? Well, their goal is to try to stay at the cutting edge. So they're going to continue to release higher-end models and then open-source models, and also trying to make their platform where businesses can plug in as easy as possible as they ramp up their commercial business. And for people who want to get a hands-on feel for what Mistral's models are like, they introduced a beta demo you can sign up to use on Monday called LeChat. It works kind of like ChatGPT, but in this case, it's kind of a French joke because le chat also means the cat. Looking at the broader AI field, what does Mistral's rapid rise and its approach tell us about where AI is going? What it tells us is that we don't really have any idea. You know, it looks like the big guys are going to win. And then suddenly, a little bit later, it's like, wait, Mistral is leading a pack of smaller companies that are actually making pretty powerful tools. And we're just at a really interesting point in the evolution of this technology where it's a little bit of an open field. And only time will tell who's going to win and and who's going to lose in this AI battle. That was our tech reporter, Sam Schechner. And that's it for Tech News Briefing. Today's show was produced by Julie Chang with supervising producer Catherine Millsop. I'm Alex Osola for The Wall Street Journal. We'll be back this afternoon with TNB Tech Minute. Thanks for listening. The Claude 3 model family by Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. Haiku is lightning fast and cost-effective, Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed, and Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Learn more at anthropic.com slash Claude.